And this is Pedro Reyes. You are tuned in to KPFA 94.1 FM. And right now on the line, we got Brittany, who's going to be telling us a little bit about lyrical opposition and as well as uh, what's going on with some of the events happening in November right here in the Bay Area. So welcome to the show, Brittany. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, Pedro. How are you? I'm doing great. Just, uh, you know, trying to stay warm over here. <laughs> it's a little bit warmer where I am. I'm in I'm in Orlando, Florida, and it is hot and muggy even at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and, uh, you know, lyrical opposition and what's happening. Yeah, so... Um, my name is Brittany. Um, I go by Bespoke at the Poet, um, and I'm a poet and a writer and a performer with a group called Lyrical Opposition. And what we are is a um, collective of artists, um, hip-hop artists, poets, writers, even some visual artists in the Bay Area. Um, and we got some fun stuff coming up this November. There is a show happening on the 10th of November, and that is going to be in San Bruno, at 6.30, I believe, um, 6 p.m., and it's going to be a, it's, it's a program we ha- we put on called Paradigm Rhymes, and it's going to be a showcase of hip-hop, poetry, and live music. I'm really excited to be hitting the stage with the likeness of Figo Navarro and Asiya Taimani um, and some other really amazing poets that are going to be up there. Um, the address is 560 El Camino Real in San Bruno, so that'll be fun if you're looking for some live music and some poetry, some hip-hop, come join us. Um, and we're also starting a new series of writers' workshops called Hashtag Workshop Wednesdays. Um, our series for this for the next four weeks is going to be called Origin Story, of Who Are You and How to Tell Your Story. Um, and that, we're going to be hosting those at June Jordan um, every Wednesday this month, with the exception of the week of Thanksgiving, since nobody will be here. <laughs> um if you haven't heard of June Jordan School for Equity, um, you can look it up online, um, and the address will be there. But we'll be there uh, every Wednesday this month, and then the first two Wednesdays in December from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, and it's going to be a really exciting series. On December the 14th, 13th, or the 14th, we're still working it out with the school. We're going to host a, um, a uh, exhibition of all the things that people wrote and created during the time of the workshop so it's gonna be fun we got some cool stuff happening and tell us a little bit about yourself uh you know how long have you been doing uh poetry spoken word uh singing as well yeah <laughs> um well i've been singing since i was a little girl um i started off singing in the choir at church and i've sang with different blues bands and jazz bands and all kinds of stuff i just absolutely love to uh, I'll be singing with Isaiah and um, Taimani in the Minor Islands this coming Sunday as well at the show. Um, as far as poetry goes, my mom gave me a journal when I was in the fifth grade and I started writing poetry. Um, but I didn't actually start performing spoken word until I was in high school. Um, so, yeah, I've been at it for a little while now. I've been working with lyrical opposition as a poet for the last, oh gosh, four years and nine months, <laughs> almost five years. Um, and so that's, yeah, that, that's it. I absolutely, I love it. There's something about spoken word poetry and the art form of it that is not like any other kind of art form. 
even like singing. It's something like taking a story and telling it in like this poetic way that I absolutely love. And if people already want to start to hear your stuff, uh, how can they be able to do that? Yeah, you can uh, find me at my website, which is Um That's letter B-S-T-O-K-E-I-T poetry.com. Um, you can also find my YouTube channel on there as well. You can follow me on Instagram at BeSpokeIt. Um, I'm that on, yeah, just Instagram. <laughs> And, and tell us a little bit about uh, that moment in time when you first stepped into the mic uh, or stepped up to the mic. Uh, how did you overcome your fear and what what was your experience like that first time? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, so I think the first time I ever performed my poetry live It was a complete fluke um, in high school. One of my friends, I had I had written a lot, but I had never, like, shared what I wrote with anyone. And I went to an open mic, and my friend was uh, performing it, and I just went to support support them. They didn't even know that I wrote. Um, and at, after they performed, the host of the night was like, is anybody else in the room? Do you want to share anything? And for some odd reason, my friend just was like, she does. And I was like, how do they know that I write? And I had just so happened to have something that I that I wrote that day, and I, I shared it. Uh, and from then on, it was like, oh, okay, I guess I can do this. This is cool. Um, but to be honest with you, I never I've been, I've been at this on a like a professional level for the last maybe four years officially, and I still I've performed over a hundred times. And I still never get on the mic, and I'm not nervous. I'm nervous all the time. <laughs> I have a performance here in Orlando um, on Wednesday, and I'm nervous. And it's only Monday. <laughs> well, it's Tuesday now for me, but, yeah. And what advice would you give to other young uh, artists, poets coming up in the world? You know, I would tell them to... to um, If, if it's in their heart to do it, I would tell them to just do it, and for and to not allow um, to not allow themselves to be talked out of it, especially by themselves. So what I mean by that is, um, I've wanted to do this my whole life. My whole life, I've wanted to be a storyteller. When I was eight years old, I used to write my own plays and create my own stories, and I'd make my family come listen to all the stuff that I did. And then somewhere in the course of growing up, I got it in my head that that wasn't a a, a good grown-up thing to do. It wasn't responsible to be an artist, you know, to be a performer, to be a poet. Like, okay, I got to find something more solid to do with life that's going to make money, that's going to be, you know, grown-up and responsible. So I got a degree in um, architecture and environmental design, which I appreciate, but it wasn't me. And I'm, you know, now older and have done all the things that you're supposed to do. You know, got the degree, got the professional job, did all the things and decided one day I'm like, I'm still not happy because I'm not doing the thing that I want to do, which is be a storyteller, be a writer. Um, and I was doing those things like on the side, but never like really fully, per, you know, pursuing it. But I would say to young artists, young people coming up, um, Do what's in your heart to do. Do what you are passionate about. If art is what you are passionate about, do it. 
um, because you, you you won't get away from it. If it's what you're supposed to be doing, it, it's always going to chase you. And you're never just going to be happy until you do it. So go for it. And tell us a little bit more about the workshops. Uh, what do people do in the workshops? What would an average workshop look like? Yeah, the workshops are pretty cool because it's set up for people who have never written and have no idea what they're doing and people who write all the time and are just looking for a space to continue writing. Um, so what it would look like is you come in and um, for this particular series, um, you know, we're going to be focusing on who we are, who are, what is our story, and what are we going to do in light of, you know, knowing who we are. Are we going to continue to live the story that we are we going to live the story we want to live or just continue living, you know, as we have been, you know, through a choice at the end. But what a typical workshop would look like is people come in, um, we sit around, we have an icebreaker to open up the room. We'd have um, one of our artists or a guest artist come and um, tell a story and introduce what we're going to be working on that day. Um, we'd have a lot of space for group discussions and then time for people to write or process whatever we've talked about, however they process. Um, say someone comes through and they're not a writer, they want to draw how they feel and what they're processing, they can totally do that. Uh, we have um, work, workbooks and stuff provided to do that, in, or they can bring their own journals, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it's really a space just to connect with other people, other creatives. I highly encourage people who don't believe that they are creative to come because I believe that everyone is creative and maybe it just needs to be unlocked a little bit. We got keys for that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really great opportunity to build community. Like even if you're not, I'm not, a, I'm not an artist, I would encourage people to come anyway just to build community because you never know the treasures of people and opportunities that are around you until you meet them. That's what's up. And, uh, you know, uh, again, can you give folks your information if they want to get a hold of you for these workshops or just, uh, you know, again, your music and your poetry? For sure. Yeah, you can find me at bespoke it, um, com. You can email me at um, bespokeitpoetry at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram at bespoke it. You can DM me. Um, you can also go on the Lyrical Opposition website and find out all the stuff that we're doing, and that's just lyricalopposition.com. Um, so, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. You can follow Lyrical Ops on, on um, social media as well on Instagram. And like you were saying, you know, uh, even in a group dynamic, people need to process whatever they're writing uh, in that sense of, like, emotionally uh, through... Uh, expressing it or just filling those words, you know. Uh, so I was wondering maybe if you can give an example of your poetry here uh, so folks can hear some of that processing that happens, uh, you know, through your words. Yeah, that's, I could totally do that. Um, I wrote this piece. I'll, I'll show you the piece that I'm going to be performing here at um, the event and here in Orlando. Um I've been doing a lot of processing myself just about what it means to be rooted in a place. Um, and part of it, I guess, is because I'm a plant nerd. I love plants. I love trees. And uh, I'm really fascinated by how trees grow and how similar people are to trees and plants. Um, and one of those ways is, our, is the importance of the place that we are rooted in, the importance of the place that we're in. 
and how hard it is to be in those spaces when things around us keep changing, but the decision to stay anyway. So that's what this piece is about. It's called This is the Place. You ready? (laughs) Definitely. Awesome. All right. We old growth trees have lived long here, and we have seen a thing or two with roots that go on for miles, building underground networks that grow skyscrapers out of nothing, that grow healthy children in less than favorable conditions, in rocky ground we did not ask for, but we made it work anyway, making these roots work wonders, and these roots are beautiful, thriving in soil that rejected us creating a tangle of history, of grandmothers who tell the stories of the past and things to come, of papas who remember these tree-lined streets before they were paved with cement, made into empty storefronts that once held bakeries and eyes that were once people who forgot what fresh air tastes like made into hard roads that break the skin and draw blood from barefoot dreamers. We tried to make our marks in it, sunk our handprints in it, hoping the road would remember our fingers, remember our pulse, remember our human, tried to carve our names in the concrete, wanting these man-made miracles to mimic God and make us unforgettable, to remember us. But concrete just don't mold like trees do, don't mend like trees do, renewing each season when all has been thought lost and hope goes dormant in the winter. These roots do not sleep. They stay awake and remember, familiar with the neighbors who kept us from stumbling, who kept us stable in those droughts that won't let us fall to the ground, use their own backs as the bones we stack our futures on today. We old growth trees have lived long here, sprouting seeds and new life in a soil we did not choose, but we made it home anyway, grew new generations from old stumps we thought were dead, but still grew something teaching us that decay is just another language of life that we've yet to learn and understand. We have never left. We have tried to, but could not leave this place being bound by the blessing of belonging. We old growth trees have seen a thing or two, witnessing the welcome of new ones on the block, celebrating seedlings in the spring, weighed down by morning when the homes we've known become war zones become a lost space that pain carves its name in, thinking that we'll forget our own. But we won't. We won't leave here. Our blood flowing in underground rivers, our tears still watering this place, still watching over it, still giving thanks where some roots have died and strange things take their place. We old-growth trees hold our ground Hold our hope high. Hold the air in our lungs, this air. That's the same as anywhere else. Folks breathe it in and it moves the leaves, but just don't move the soul the way the air does here. Feels best on a warm day moving across skin overheated by a zealous sun, a sun that still shines here too. Aiding in the photosynthesis of all things green and growing, we old growth trees, we keep growing here better than anywhere else. This is the place where we belong to each other, here, where we are remembered by name. Beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) And, you know, once again, uh, can you let the folks know where your event's going to be happening on November 10th? And if uh, do you have any books out as well? You know, I don't yet. (laughs) But I'm working on a couple of projects. Um, 
gosh, you're like the third person to ask me that this week. And it's only Monday. So, I mean, like, probably part of last week, too. <laughs> um, no, but I do, I do have a couple projects in the works. So I'll keep you posted on how those are going. Um, for the event on Sunday, the 10th, it's going to be at 560 El Camino Real in San Bruno. And um, Workshop Wednesdays officially kick off at June Jordan School for Equity at 6 o'clock, November the 13th. Um, we'll be going November the 13th, November the 20th. Take a break for the week of Thanksgiving. We'll be back on December the 4th. And the last one for this series will be on December the 11th. Uh, with our showcase happening on December the 13th or 14th. And then we'll come back with a brand new series of workshops starting in January. Nice. And once again, we want to say thank you to you for being here with us. Uh, any last thoughts or comments or shout-outs out there? Um, shout-out to Lyrical Ops. Shout-out to the whole crew there. Shout-out to... Um, Sunset Youth Services, because <laughs> that's where I get to hang out with DJ Pedro. Um, yeah, shout out to you, bro. Thanks for having me. Word, and thank you for taking this time as well. Uh, you know, it's one in the morning over there. Wow. So, and good luck with your presentation, too. You know, thank enjoy. You. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll keep you posted on how it goes. Yeah, yeah. And once again, we want to say thank you to... Uh, you for all your good work and everything you're doing out there with your spoken word um, and most definitely keep us posted on any future events you know we're here para servir so let us know sounds good thank you so much Orale, pues. once again my name is Pedro Reyes we'll be right back after this quick music break stay tuned